This is Real Estate Rookie, episode 184. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I'm here with my co-host, Tony Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie podcast, where every week, twice a week, we give you the stories, the information, the inspiration you need to kickstart your real estate investing journey. So my wonderful co-host, Ashley Kerr, what is, what's new? What's going on? Not much. Um, we're supposed to have great weather here in Buffalo uh, this weekend. So that's exciting. <laughs> and then I think it, you know, we'll probably go back to another snowfall or something. <laughs> but um, yeah. I had put an offer in on a campground uh, last week and didn't hear anything back from the people. They followed up or I followed up with them, had my business partner follow up with them. And then it ended up they didn't see even see our offer. So they actually looked at it, called us back a couple hours later. No, I'm not going to do it. So we went back, we ran numbers. And what we submitted our second offer was there was a, a lot of land with this property. We don't need all of the land. So we actually submitted our next offer with less of the land where they can actually parcel off some of the land, sell that separately or keep it for themselves. So hopefully... That's a big enough um, incentive for them to accept their offer. So we sent that second offer last night and hopefully Fingers gets crossed. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so how many acres will it end up being if you for what you submitted on this last offer? So it was like all together total is 211 and we'd get about mm -hmm. like 107. Per se. Wow, that's awesome. It's kind of like a creek ravine that kind of makes a separation between where the campground is and the... Yeah. Um, some vacant land and there's still plenty of room to expand with that hundred acres too if we ever wanted to it's it's like so mind-blowing to me like how big these properties are <laughs> yeah. that you're looking at because uh, you know i always make fun right because like in california where i live it's like a it's like a a new development like it was built in like 2018 and literally every house it's on like a like an eighth of an acre or something stupid <laughs> yeah. like that you know so to hear 200 acres it's like my mind doesn't can't compute yeah you know? yeah yeah, well, fingers crossed you guys get that one, Ash. It'll be an exciting project for you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for this one. So what's new with you? Yeah, same. We're, we're, we're chugging along on this resort in, uh, in Big Bear Lake. So me and the uh, Alpha Geek Capital team are doing all of our due diligence. So we had our first meeting with the attorneys yesterday to get the syndication paperwork kind of in place mm -hmm. and um, met with the CPA who's going to help us get that piece dialed in. So um, I'm hoping that by uh, like or there's like some time travel happening now, but by like second week of May, we should be able to like actually open up the syndication and start doing like the whole shebang. So it'll be fun. It'll be a really good learning experience for us. And, um, and yeah, we're, we're excited. And what's even crazier, Ashley, and you know, kind of funny, but kind of not. So like, as we were, as we were kind of going through our due diligence and we were rerunning our financial model, we realized that there was like a broken cell in the model. So it was like double charging one of the expense line items. And it was like a pretty big expense line item. And so when we caught that, we fixed it and the returns just like went way, way up from what we originally expected. So it's like, we did all this negotiating with this like kind of broken financial model, yeah. got it under contract at this price. And now we fix it and like the returns look even better. So it was, it was, you know, me and my partner were laughing about it, but it was, uh, I guess, a, a lucky break for us right that you found it too and didn't give up right. yeah yeah cool. well that's really exciting and i can't wait to kind of follow you along on this journey and it's definitely going to be a great opportunity for anyone that invests in your syndication i mean you have more than enough experience and knowledge in the short-term rental space so no uh, thank you Ash. Yeah. i appreciate Thanks. that and um yeah and, and hopefully it all turns out well so we'll see
Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right, get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Um, well, cool. Well, we got a good question for today. Um, this one came from the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group. So if you guys are not in the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group, um, it is literally one of the most active, the most engaging Facebook groups out there for real estate investors, especially for the new ones. Um, every time I go in there and I try and answer a question, I can't because someone's already jumped in and you know answered it with probably just as good as I would have answered it. So if you're looking for a community, the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group is the place to be. Um, but today's question comes from Andrew Threet. So I'm going to go ahead and read off Andrew's question. And Andrew says, how would you handle a prospective tenant that has a bankruptcy on their record? I know it sounds obvious, but for context, I recently had a potential tenant reach out to me. He checked off all of the boxes so far based on his word. And then he put like in quotes, I haven't done the official background check yet. Still in the pre-screening phase. And Andrew goes on to say he's a recent divorcee and said the bankruptcy is from um, his wife taking out a couple of credit cards in his name without him knowing any thoughts or input on how you would move forward with this? I plan to let him apply so I can conduct an official background check, but just want to see anyone else's initial thoughts. So Ash, what, what are you thinking? Are you are you letting the recently divorced bankrupt uh, tenant get the spot or, or how do you feel about that? I don't know. I mean, that's so tricky because to have to, to say like, oh, yeah, that's not a big deal. I think the first thing is, do you think he's being genuine? And do you think mm -hmm. that's actually the reason? And that's like the hardest part is telling if, mm -hmm. you know, what somebody is saying is actually true. So 
Uh, but also, if you think about it, somebody who has gone through bank- bankruptcy or foreclosure, their option is to rent. They're not getting mm-hmm. a bank loan. They're not getting, um, you know, a mortgage on a new property to live. So going, they have to go and rent. So after that, they have no other options. So I would think that because they can, they have no other place to live, they don't have an option to go buy a house or anything <laughs> that, you know, maybe as a rental, you know, they're going to be a renter and hopefully pay because they don't have um, any other options at the point. And then there's also some, I think Rent Ready maybe does this. There are a couple uh, property management software platforms that you can actually offer your tenants that when they pay rent, it reports it to their credit. So that way they can establish better credit by making those rent payments on time. So maybe looking into something like that. And, you know, if the guy really is looking to rebuild, you know, his financial history, you know, put a system like that in place so that if he does default, it's just going to hurt his credit history even more. Yeah, and those are really good points, Ash. Like you're right. Like if you you almost have like a like a guaranteed long term tenant at least for a little while, right? Yeah. While while that's this person's kind of working them to to rebuild their their credit profile. Um, so yeah, really good points. I think the only thing I'd add to that is that Andrew, there there are other things you can look out outside of just the bankruptcy to see if this person is potentially a good tenant or not, mm-hmm. right? So I think the first thing I would look at is their DTI. Like if they're if they're sitting at like a seventy percent DTI, then maybe it's not really the you know like the those credit cards that that were driving everything right. Like if he filed this bankruptcy, then went out and got a whole bunch of new debt, then it's like okay, maybe it's maybe this person just isn't great with their finances. But if they've got like a really big salary and relatively no debt after this bankruptcy, then then you know maybe maybe what they're saying is correct. So one other thing you can do, Andrew, and and I actually used to work as a leasing agent when I graduated from from college, um, and this is what we would do at that company, is we would charge different deposits based on that potential tenant's risk profile. So if this you know, if this guy recently had a, a bankruptcy, maybe instead of charging him, you know, first and last, maybe it's first and last plus plus something else, you know, so that way if there is some kind of, you know, issue where he's not paying, at least you've got a bigger security deposit to hold on to. Um, and the last thing I might look at is just his his employment history. Um, if he's been bounced around from a different job every, you know, 90 days, maybe he's not the most stable person. But if he's been at that same job for the last decade, um, I think that's another just kind of thing to show that that he's a, a steady, stable person. And so even outside of this bankruptcy, I think there are some some you know, data points you can look at to kind of assess whether or not there's some some risk with this guy maybe moving in and then not paying. Tony, just to add on to the the point, the second point that you made, I wouldn't know this unless the law changed in New York State, but in some states and New York, including there is actually a limit on how much you can charge for a security deposit mm. or if you can even charge last month's rent. So the security deposit has to equal the first month's rent. So in New York, that's not even an option anymore mm. that you can actually charge um, an additional security deposit or more money down on gotcha. um, the apartment. So really the only way, I guess, to get around that is to increase the, the rent. rent or mm-hmm. charge some fees for, you know, a, yeah. a higher pet fee every month or something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, so that's just one thing to be careful for. And like we've talked about before is make sure if you are going to self-manage and be a landlord that you know what your local and state laws are and what mm-hmm. the fair housing compliance is too. 
That's a good point. And I guess I should preface that by saying that neither Ashley or I are attorneys, nor do we pretend to play one on podcasts. So talk to your and neither of us are enjoy. and neither of us are uh, self managing <laughs> right now. Like right. a couple of years ago, when I was self managing, I could very confidently uh, yeah. roll off what the <laughs> the state laws are for New York and what yeah. you would have to do. But I don't think they've changed since then. But um, there could be that chance that they have yeah. or that I don't remember them correctly, but I do know that you can't charge more than the security First deposit. So, yeah. And a great resource to go and look for this information is to Google your local housing authority. So in New York, so I live in Buffalo, the closest one um, in the Buffalo area is Belmont Housing and um, Homes New York dot org or dot gov and they're the two local housing authorities belmont gives out the section 8 vouchers and they do tons of free or low cost landlord classes and then the same with the homes ny.gov or dot org website too and they even publish a book every couple of years with tenant landlord laws that they give out to one that's for tenants and one that's for uh landlords too so Definitely a great resource if you guys uh, want to check that out. Um, and I think, Tony, touching on your point, how to look at different things, that's mm-hmm. so important because I remember when people would ask me, well, what do, you know, what's the income I need to make to get this? Or my cre- the biggest one was my credit score is this. Is that going to be okay? Am I going to be able to rent? And you're right. It's like a majority of factors. It's not just one thing that you should be looking at, like this guy's bankruptcy. For example, if somebody had medical bills that they didn't pay, we mm-hmm. never even took that into account. We didn't even factor that. Um, but if they have an auto loan, they're not paying. We definitely mm-hmm. <laughs> take a look at that. And the, the software out there today, too, that you can use. So whether it's through a property management uh, website or not, it will account for all of those factors and you can go in, you can set your criteria and then they will tell you, yep, this person passes your criteria or no, it doesn't based on the factors. So I think kind of taking out that personal opinion um, can definitely help you stay in compliance with fair housing laws by using these softwares, by setting your criteria like, okay, this is the minimum credit score. This is the minimum um, you know, DTI they have to have. This is what their, you know, their income has to be two and a half times what the rent is, things like that. And then kind of the decision is out of your hands. Once in a while, I remember the software would be like, it, it needs review. Like it's not mm-hmm. a pass or a fail, but um, yeah. So check out property management software or different, different uh, credit screening and background screening software too. You guys can use. Okay. Anything else, Tony, to add to that? No, I think we hit everything, Ash. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's Rookie Reply. If you guys have a success story or this podcast has made an impact on your life and maybe you just got your first deal or your next deal, we would love to hear about it. So please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and um, also send us a DM with any questions you have or leave us a voicemail at one 5 rookie I'm Ashley at Wealth From Rentals and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson. Thank you guys. And we'll be back on Wednesday with a guest. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. 
rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com slash deals, enter a few details about what and where you want to buy, and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.